0: and welcome to episode 25 of Two Years Away. Uh, This is Steve, and we're here with everybody's great friend, Brett. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Great, as always. uh, Here to talk about a fantastic show that we have planned for all you guys. Um, as, As everyone knows, we're recording this year on the eve of the NBA Finals, the pinnacle according to some of the NBA season, not us NBA draft geeks, but um, many people, many people, this is the pinnacle of the uh, NBA season. And yeah, you know, um, if you aren't aware, uh, we have an exciting matchup between the Heat and Lakers that we are going to dive very deep into. But before we get into any of our NBA Uh, x's and o's fun Um, as we do with every podcast as of late we're going to start off by talking about how we have been running the damn ball recently very important to talk about it now given that football season is back in full force so brett how have you been running the damn ball these days
1: uh you know i think um the the weather's getting a little bit colder and uh, I'm kind of in the full swing of things with school, so uh, I've I have been running the damn ball recently by uh, switching to exclusively hot coffee. Recently, um, I'm a big proponent of of cold brew and iced coffee throughout the summer, uh, but I feel like it's harder to enjoy a uh, a frigid beverage as the weather starts going south and we spend spend more time inside. Um, so, in addition, just in addition to just having to drink more, because having to drink more coffee because of uh, school, uh, the, the the switch to to uh, regular hot coffee has been putting putting myself in a real run in the ball mood recently.
0: Do you have a question for you? Does yes. does the extra hot coffee help you finish off those runs and get that extra yard when you're falling forward?
1: Always does. It uh, always does. It puts a little extra spring in my step. If you know absolutely. what I'm
0: saying. That's that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to hear I'm a few years away here. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Brett. Um, we appreciate you sharing as well. <laughs> um, all right. How have I been running the damn ball recently? Well, you know what I did this past weekend? I, 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 I don't, but I really hope you're going to tell me. I bought a brand new box of garbage bags. Yes, indeed. You need them. You know, you need them to keep grinding out those runs. And like, you don't. Know, the last thing you want to do is run out of running out of garbage bags. It's kind of like showing up. It's like showing up for a game only with two solid running backs and having them both get injured, you know, before halftime. Like, what do you do without your running back for the rest of the second half? You know, just like run your quarterback. That's not going to work. full fullback back dive. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Don't I mean, well, I, if that's what I wanted to do, I would have needed to buy some extra large garbage bags. But um, in case you're, you anyone here was worried, my apartment is stocked with garbage bags. And since I'm one to use a lot of trash, uh, it will be fully stocked should there be an apocalypse this winter. So I'm a little worried about that.
1: I know uh, that's, the first, uh, that's the first place I'm going, so... Uh in case it's of the apocalypse garbage my garbage bags. Bags to my apartment <laughs> to, to your apartment for your garbage bags okay
0: yeah um i yeah uh, i i will i will sell them on the on the open market if there ever comes to be a garbage bag shortage like there's a clorox wipe shortage um and so this concludes the garbage bag section <laughs> of the show uh now we'll move on to talking about the nba so brett
1: Wait, i thought we we're talk- i thought we we're gonna talk about the hockey thing that happened
0: Oh, uh, Go Hawks.
1: Yeah, Tampa all Bay right. won the Stanley Cup, I think. Go Hawks.
0: Yeah, that's right. the hockey section. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, NBA. Heat and Lakers. Um, okay. So, what is what is the most like exciting part of this matchup just for you as a general NBA fan?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's the fact that we're at least seeing one thing that doesn't seem like preordained by the entire, like happening in the finals of all things. Like, you know, especially coming into the bubble, I think after we we'd had a chance to see what 62 games played or whatever, um, 65, somewhere around there, like um, you had a pretty good idea, at least, you know, kind of like what we talked about on the podcast, what you're seeing from, from, other uh, other parts of the basketball media which of course we are part of um you know I, I think especially in if you even if you looked at like what the odds were on each of you know the top three teams to get to the finals the top three teams being the clippers the lakers and the bucks i believe in that order um you know it, it kind of seemed like one of those was you know it's it seemed like both of those were kind of inevitable um so to have the Heat kind of come out of nowhere just as a whole, I think, is the most overall exciting part because we haven't really seen that in recent years, right? Like, I mean, we had, you know, four years of Cavs Warriors. The Raptors were were a good story last year, um, obviously. But I think for something completely unexpected, this is the first time in a while that that's happened. I think that's the overall just, like, coolest part of it.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I totally agree with that. When looking back, it, really, this last decade, and, and and a lot of it like has to do with LeBron. To be honest, like the mm-hmm. the have just cruised It's kind of a combination of LeBron and Curry, the Spurs being, you know, continuing to be dominant in their resurgence, you know, under Kawhi back in the earlier part of the decade. I mean, you really mm-hmm. have to go back to 2010 when the four seeded Celtics upset LeBron in the second round, in in what would be his last year in his first stint with the Cavs. Like, that was an upset. You know, like a four seed, yep. and then they got the game seven of the finals. And the, the other um, the other real big up, upset would have been the year after that, when I think the Mavs' is the, a three seed ended up winning it all against LeBron. Because, yeah. like, you, know, um, you know, you'll remember, the, like, the Mavs always choked. You know, so right. no one was, like, picking them as a legitimate finals contender that year. And I think they ended up in a situation, perhaps, where, like, um, they ended up playing i don't know if like if if the top seed got beat early that year um but they kind of ended up with an easy road to the final because of some upsets like ahead of them in the playoffs and so but, but yeah the, the point is like the, the heat as a you know five seed being in the finals is pretty like unprecedented in the n b a so that in its own right is exciting but i think like the the thing to me about the heat is that like they only have you know, four losses coming into this, like that is a, yeah. you, you know, like it, it's not like they're grinding out close series and, you know, getting a couple of bounces. Like they have been the best team in the East, like, you know, un, undoubtedly. And um, that to me is it's surprising and fresh because like one, they've been so good and so solid that I actually think they can like challenge the Lakers, which is like exciting in its own right for like a, team that's kind of an underdog. Um, But, and, you know, then on top of that, you get like the LeBron versus his former team um, storyline as well. But even there's, there's no remnants of, of players on that team still. So it kind of like feels like a fresh matchup too.
1: Yeah, no, it is. And it's a good point. And, you know, there's not, there's not really, I mean, and sorry, I'm trying to say like six things at once. You're right. And I think it's interesting because we won't have seen LeBron really play this heat team at all. I mean, what they played twice in the regular season, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's a totally, it's a totally fresh matchup, um, given with this iteration of the heat. And I think that's going to be really cool too. Um, because it'll be, you know, we'll get kind of two coaches and teams kind of feeling each other out for a game. I think, I think we'll see something. I mean, you know, I think I think the Lakers are going to come in and try and make a statement tomorrow. Um you know to show why the basically, you know, why everyone expected them to be in the finals in the first place. Um but I think, you know, we'll I think we'll see a little bit of uh them kind of the teams kind of feeling each other out. And also just one note, um so I'm looking up the 2011 playoff bracket right now and uh the that was the year that the 8 seed Grizzlies upset the Spurs, the top seeded Spurs, uh which led the way for after the Mavericks swept the Lakers then uh, to yeah. knock off the thunder and get to the finals as the three seed. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, and I, I, agree to you very much with your point that the heat have looked like the best team uh, so far um, just with how easily they were, they've been able to dispatch what we had previously thought was the best team, you know, in the, in the league um, potentially. So, uh, and I remember, you know, we, we were kind of talking about how we thought that the Heat would be able to give Milwaukee a lot of trouble. Um, and I only bring this up because we haven't had we haven't had a podcast since um, bef- before the second round started. Um, I mean, little did we think that they'd be able to wipe, wipe them away in five games. But, um, you know, but it, it they, we did talk about how they were a really terrible matchup for the Bucs team specifically with how well they were shooting. And when you get your, your secondary guys, your tertiary guys to really step up and have their best games of the entire season or, or their entire career in the conference finals, you know, you're going to be peaking at the right time. Um, and I think, you know, we can, we can say, and I think we'll go into more detail about, about kind of the supporting guys for the Lakers too. But I mean, you've got Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero making all these great plays. You've got Goran Dragic playing some of the best basketball of his entire career right now. and that's some pretty high praise. He's been the the one hand that's like really keeping them steady. I think the entire playoffs. Um, not that he's their best player, but you need a lead guard that can can put your guys in the best position to win, and he's doing that by setting up Jimmy Butler. He's doing that by setting up Bam, who has you know been playing out of his mind this entire playoffs. Um, this is
0: this is the first team that really feels like that 2004 Pistons team. Where yeah. it is, it is it, there is not, a, you know, I mean, there's, there's Jimmy obviously, and there's Bam, mm-hmm. but, um, there's not like a, a list superstar on this team. And so it, it has the feel of more like, you know, more equal, move the ball, uh, move without the ball, um, mm-hmm. you know, back picks, um, and, and great scheme, great coaching design, um, you know, and that that's not to take anything away from the Lakers. But um, yeah, you know, this, this I for one and I'm sure we'll get we'll get to our predictions later, but I like like let let's be straight here, like the Heat have a legitimate shot to win. You know, there there is no uh there is no like this isn't like a one sided final like some of those Warriors Cavs finals were um you know, have been in the past. Like I I don't, I, at this point, like I'm still kind of a coin flip in my head. But getting, getting started and diving deep into the matchup. So, one thing I want to talk about specifically. So, I, I believe that this is the first team that the Lakers will face where there will be not, not just one, but, you know, potentially two to three guys that can guard LeBron one on one. Um, on defense. And I want to talk specifically about that and how that will make this series different than any of the other series that the Lakers have had so far. So what are your thoughts on the uh, ability of heat defenders to uh, lock down LeBron better than any team he's faced yet?
1: Um, I agree that there, this is going to be the best kind of collection of, of wing defenders. Plus, you know, you can throw Bam on him too, if you really want to. Um, But I think I think the interesting thing that we're seeing with LeBron this year overall is he's operating so much more as a distributor than he probably ever has. And I think, you know, that that kind of creates a whole different set of challenges for these heat defenders. Um, And I think, you know, because the obvious instinct when he wants to when he when LeBron is driving is to just help off him and and kind of make make him give up the ball, but he's been doing so well and putting his guys in position to succeed this year. And yeah, he, I mean, he might be throwing the ball to Contavious Caldwell Pope and Danny Green and those guys, but you know, there's a lot of playoff experience there. Um, but I think having continue, like, you know, things didn't really make sense for the nuggets until Dan, until not Danny Green um, until Gary Harris got back. Right. Like, it, you know, it, it was hard for them to play defense and that helped. And having three different guys, Iguodala, Butler, Bam, um, you know, you can give Jay Crowder a couple possessions yeah. on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, it'll help to have the fresh legs. Um, I'm interested to see kind of how they start.
0: Yeah, so you know, the, the thing that's interesting, so in in my like observation of LeBron is. Um, what what stood out to me in these early playoff rounds, and I, honestly, like I think this is part like it would have been different had they were playing Clippers, but um, his ability to initiate transition in offense yeah. has, has been like astoundingly impactful in all of these series. Um, yeah, you know, like I mean, you know, once in a generation half court player. You know, like not like discounting that at all. But where I feel like he really leaves his mark on games are when the game's leaning in the balance, and he he initiates offense in transition. That because of you know having like a rim runner like AD and the shooters um, and like you know guys that kind of know how to operate in transition, even like a guy like Caruso, you know that like knows how to run with him in transition. Like that's where we saw him super effective on the Heat. Um, and he kind of went away from that on the cash because that wasn't, you know, totally their their game. Um, I just I don't think those opportunities are going to be there as much against this Miami team. Like that's so, they're they're too disciplined, and that's not like their scheme to to run with them. So.
1: I was going to say I think there. You, I think I read something right before the playoffs started where I think the Heat play at one of the slowest paces in the entire NBA. Um, and you know, there's nothing wrong with I say that as someone that what well, that willingly watches Wisconsin basketball. Um, like, you know, it can be good to be methodical. And I think the heat are really going to have to clean up their Not not that they have anything to clean up per se, but like really make sure they're playing clean in the half court um, and not kind of gas themselves uh, by trying to play in transition. They need to really stay. And that's where having a guy like Dragic comes in to really kind of set your guys up and run the offense um, so you can make sure you're taking good shots in the half court and kind of limiting transition opportunities.
0: So let's let's move to the other. But, well, okay, no, actually, first before we do that, all right, let's let's talk about the the, the matchup down low, uh, particularly yeah. with Bam and Anthony Davis. Um, and and it, granted that they may not end up matched up on each other all the time when they're out there at the same time, but. Um, I guess who who has the edge
1: there? I mean, I I can't say uh, it'd be. I think it'd be doing a disservice to say that Anthony Davis doesn't have the advantage. Um, you know, he's been playing really well this entire, for the most part, this entire playoffs. Um, and you know, he's. I mean, not that he has like significant playoff experience, but he's regarded as one of the best players in the game for good reason. Ooh, that's my fault. I um, was looking up some stats. Um, but yes, I, I think, and I, I again, to your point, I don't think they'll be matched up on each other that much. Um, I think we're more likely to see Bam on Davis than Davis on Bam. Um, but it also, you know, I don't really, I, I mean, are the are the Heat going to play a lot of Kelly Olynyk? Like,
0: well, yeah, and I think that's, that's the chink in this Heat's armor, right? They do not have great big man depth. Right. Whereas the like, Lakers you know Do we get to see Myers Leonard play? I sure hope so. Uh, but the Lakers can run
1: Javel McGee out there, they can run um Dwight Howard honestly, out there. You honestly, know? yeah, I was gonna say like in in there you know, in three of the five games against Denver, Dwight had nine or more points, uh, and he's cleaning up the glass for the most part. Like, you know, he's not gonna single handedly win a game for someone but he's gonna come in and make an impact if if he's got his head screwed on right. Well, you know, and that's that's gonna be a difference.
0: Yeah, and that's the so the the thing with this matchup that seems most interesting to me is so the Heat had basically gotten here by by you know, they they play small for for better or for worse. You know, they'll right. where, like their winning time lineup is, you know, bam with Jimmy and Crowder at the wings and then like Hero and Drogic out there. Whereas the Lakers play a lot of Davis and McGear, Davis and Howard together um, with LeBron. Mm -hmm. You know, so those are three, like, huge guys. Um, You know, and then, like, they'll often go, yeah, like, they might have Rondo out there or they might just play Caldwell Pope and Danny Green and just surround them with shooters. Like, it's it's just, like, how do the heat match up to that on defense with that, like, small ball lineup? You know, I I don't know. So there's going to you're going to end up with some wonky match. And I think that's where your point about you probably see more Bam on Davis than you see Davis on Bam. Like that, that is a convenient way that the Lakers can uh, confront Bam on offense by just, you know, you throw JaVale McGee on him. You don't risk Anthony Davis getting into foul trouble. You can still put Davis on someone like Jay Crowder um, or even like a, a Kelly Olenek if you're running him out there. Um, so in, in, in some ways that matchup does favor the Lakers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like overall personnel wise, like it would have made a lot, it would have been a lot better for the heat to be playing the Clippers at this point, uh, just based on how they'd be able to kind of initiate their, uh, their, their, their game plan. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, the the Lakers have no problem rolling out a really big lineup. Um, and that that works for them, especially because then, you know, you could even you can throw Davis and and either Howard or McGee out there. You can throw Kuzma in there if you want to. Then you've got LeBron, and you can throw in another another shooter. And I mean, that's that's pretty good, especially because yeah, I mean, what it's yeah my I mean well, they're not going to play you as Haslam right? Like it's gonna be it's gonna be Olennik's gonna have to get some minutes and just try as hard as he can to. Not just get worked on defense.
0: So let's talk about the other guys some more because I think, you know, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, kind of their stories, I think, have been well documented. The struggles with mm-hmm. Danny Green have been well documented. The the eternal glory of Alex Caruso has been well documented. Playoff Rondo is a phenomenon, very well documented. I mean, where does all this shake out with the with the supporting casts?
1: I mean, so I'm 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 looking at the the box scores from from some of these Heat games against the Celtics. Uh, guess how many players got more than five minutes in Game Six for the Heat? Uh, seven. It's exactly seven, and everyone played. You know, besides Solomon Hill, was playing uh 27 minutes a game. I you know, that's that's. It's a lot to ask, uh, I think, especially at this point. But I think, honestly, like, you, I think I could see Derek Jones getting some more playing time just for, like, a defensive purpose. And Iguodala. Um, like, I think- it, well, it, well it, I, Iguodala was one of those guys. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. Oh, yeah, so the, the eight the eight guys who played for the Heat in Game 6, uh, Adebayo and, and Butler both played 20, 39 minutes. Duncan played 33. Uh, Dragic played 30. Crowder played 30. Hero played 35. Igudala played 27 and a half. And then Solomon Hill played five minutes. Um, and especially when you consider like the Lakers are too smart not to just target Duncan Robinson every time they have the ball, you know, uh, especially if he's going to be in the game that much. So that might also impact how, how the the heat kind of format things. But I mean, once once you bring Derek Jones off the bench, you're stuck with Myers Leonard, Haslam, Olinick, and Kendrick Nunn, who's barely played this entire playoffs. Um So I, I you know, I, I think Spo is gonna gonna go in and just kinda tell his guys, all right, you're playing forty minutes a night, basically. Uh but yeah, I mean I think I think we'll see more like Derek Jones and other like kind of wing defenders. Solomon Hill might get a little bit of tick there. Um yeah, it's gonna be I mean it's gonna be very interesting. Um and I'm looking so, you know, I think as much as as many jokes were made about uh for the Lakers like signing uh Smith, Dion Waiters, like those guys aren't factors anymore. That was just for the for the regular season or the the you know season games to uh kind of make sure everyone got through it healthy. But, you know, I think I think you'll see yeah, they they play about ten guys, so I think I think you'll see Dwight get a decent amount of minutes just because they 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 think they can overwhelm Miami inside, which might entirely be possible. Um,
0: we also we haven't talked about Kuzma yet, who might be. A, I hate Jesus, but he might be he might be a significant X factor
1: if he can be. A yeah. factor. Mm-hmm. He's gonna need. He, he's gonna need he to shoot the ball well and basically just like not lose his man on defense. Um, it's yeah it's going to be one of those things where you just you throw them in maybe end of the first quarter and just kind of see and if that doesn't go well all right we'll put in we'll put in Markeith but at least they have that option they have that luxury you know
0: yeah no, no doubt so okay you know we, we parsed through most of the matchup one last part of this matchup that was we'll talk about before we move to our predictions are coaching. Who who
1: has the edge here? I mean I think is a better coach, but I don't know how much that gets you against LeBron and Anthony Davis.
0: Yeah, I, I think the the one thing I want to say is um like in in NBA like of recent there's a lot of um We've seen a lot of exam- examples of teams, like, trying to make flashy hires. You know, like, I, and I think this... You know, we're we're going to get to this, too, but I think, like, the Steve Nash thing, you know, is kind of, like, prime example number one of that. Um, yeah. Not that, like, sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Like, Steve Kerr at the time was a flashy hire.
1: Which um, was weird because He's also just, like, a failed GM at that point. Yeah.
0: But, you know, that, like, worked out very well, obviously. Well, right. Obviously. Uh, yeah. But I, I think... <laughs> and, and we, Frank Vogel. Fra- Frank Vogel is a personal friend of the podcast, um, even if he doesn't know it. But Wait, what is what
1: is what, what is he doing? I thought he coaches the Magic. What is he doing in the finals? <laughs>
0: Thanks, Brett, for making that joke like the uh, thirty seventh time. Uh, there's a reason I chose thirty seven, obviously. But Obvious. no, I mean, like, look, Frank Frank is a basketball guy. He's a basketball coach. You know, he likes X's and I hope so. Of- He's
1: coaching in the NBA Finals.
0: Yeah, like like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for just hiring good basketball coaches and not trying to get like too cute when you make these hires. And at the end of the day, maybe that's just what the Lakers need. <laughs> like,
1: no, I, no, a I think you're basketball
0: right. Coach, not like a name,
1: you know? Yeah. No, I, th- I think, I think you're right. And, and I, that was, I think that was the point I was eventually going to get to. Uh, you just made it better for me. Like, you know, Spolster was a, Spolster was a great coach. Vogel, Vogel is a good coach and to the point where I don't know that it matters given the talent that he has. Yeah. It's supposed like, to
0: be better coach. Yeah. You're, you're, you're exactly right. Um, okay. So what's your prediction?
1: Uh, I'm going to go Lakers in six. Um, I don't think the series is going fewer than six and I just, I have to go with the talent. I think at this point, um, I don't necessarily, I mean, I think we get like one blowout maybe in there, uh, maybe like game five, but um, I think for the most part, it'll be a grind it out. Like, you know, that's that's what Miami's going to try and do. They're going to just try and slow this game down, slow these games down, and just kind of make the Lakers earn every bucket. And I, I think, you know, that's a pretty viable strategy. Uh, I just think Lakers in six.
0: I actually 100% agree with you. I like in six as well. I really want to pick the Heat. I like really respect them. I look, really enjoy mm-hmm. watching a lot of their players. Um, I just, I don't. Like, I've watched the Lakers, like, steamroll everyone throughout this playoffs, and uh, I'm not sure that the Heat have enough to stop them. I do think the Heat have enough to make it more interesting and closer than potentially any opponent that the Lakers face if they stay healthy, mm-hmm. um, which, as we just talked about with their – the way that they're playing guys, yeah, it's always something you well, – like I think it's – like, if Bam or Jimmy has, like, rolls an ankle, like, this series is over – um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Lakers and Six. All right. Um, that concludes the finals preview section of the podcast. Uh, now we will move to the featured segment, the Jeff Supon segment, where we discuss any and everything that's average in our lives or above average or below average if we're really feeling like it
1: uh brett would we'll go get okay, like to uh yeah i'll start um so for those of you who do not know and since this just happened today uh no one probably does uh our podcast is now on spotify which is awesome uh it finally it took like a year and a half to figure out uh we did it uh so cool go like us on i don't i don't really know how you subscribe to something on Spotify, uh, like a podcast on spotify but uh do that. Uh, send us some stuff. Uh, not well. I mean, send whatever you want to Steve. That's fine. Uh, but no, uh, give us give us some uh, some nice old ratings on on uh, iTunes. Five stars, please. All that good stuff. But when I like so, when I did so when I did, I'm getting I'm getting there. Don't worry. So when I signed up for the uh, like when I finally submitted the Spotify thing, uh, there's a se- there's a section of, of the pod podcast hosting site we use uh, that lets you kind of seek out at potential like sponsorships and so i was having a look through those right before we were recording and uh i'm i'm really sorry because this is guaranteeing we're never going to get a sponsorship from from this fine institution uh but one of the one of the uh, companies offering sponsorships uh is called real r-e-e-l paper do you know what that is steve no toilet paper made out of bamboo uh yeah it's sustainable it's eco friendly uh biodegradable actually it sounds like a pretty great product but like <laughs> i don't know why i'm picking on them specifically i just i feel like anyone that is on this page that we could potentially like could potentially sponsor us for like five or ten dollars like i just want to know where you are at a, as a company if uh if you're if you're going there um i'm sure it's a great product i'm sure it's uh a lot more comfortable of a product than other products similar to it than I've used, uh, but yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like if you're if you're at that stage of of advertising, you gotta gotta take a look and wonder what you're doing with your business
0: you know what the you know what the best part of this is is that my coupon segment isn't that unrelated to <laughs> 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 okay. All right. With with All that. Right. I won't leave you guys hanging anymore. So, all right. I recently had a birthday earlier this month, which um, Brett forgot about, which I'll uh, say nothing more about.
1: It's (laughs) in my calendar now.
0: Um, But my wonderful siblings decided to uh, award me this year for my birthday with a gift of boxers. You see, not that unrelated to toilet paper, but I thought it was a very soupon-esque gift. Practical because you you can always use another pair of boxers, and they um, they they were like a special Cubs set of boxers. So, but <laughs> curious. It's getting um, awfully
1: personal there, Steve.
0: For uh, for what they look like, um, yeah. I guess I won't finish that sentence, but. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, this, this is the toilet paper and boxers section of the Supon segment today. So,
1: hope you all enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So, before, before we move on to coaching, before we move on to coaching, I, uh, I have one question for you. Uh, who's paying Goran Dragic $28 million this offseason because he's an unrestricted free agent? And is it going to be the New York Knicks? <laughs>
0: um, do you want the funny answer or the semi I will take answer?
1: I will take any answer you want to give me.
0: The funny answer is the Phoenix Suns. Oh
1: god.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, that'd be great. Yeah, um the uh the more serious answer is um, I <laughs> uh, I really want to say the Charlotte Hornets, but it probably is more likely to be the New Orleans Pelicans.
1: Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I was just wondering if he was an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, and it turns out he is. That's it. He's looking good in the that's... Bulls jersey, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's thirty-four, but sure, why not?
0: Um, all right. So, um, other stuff that's been happening in the league. Um, so, want to talk about all this coaching craziness that's happened? Um, let's start with Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> 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 went between the Knicks brass <laughs> eh. you know yeah we need to like get younger right and you know like build around some young stars hopefully like draft good guys who would be the best coach for like the young talent that we're trying to build
1: here <laughs> oh wait Tom Thibodeau I think the only, the only thing funnier than the Knicks getting the 8 pick would have been them getting the 2 pick and taking Lamelo and Thibodeau just running him into the ground
0: or not playing <laughs> him at
1: all. Or not playing him. Yeah, there would be no in-between. He either would never come off the bench or he would be run into the ground. Um, I want to know, I think my, my biggest question is, has his voice gotten any less sounding like he's like perpetually dehydrated? Because he hasn't been coaching for a while. And like I feel like he doesn't yell as much when he's not coaching. you know that, though? Like, I feel like when I... I I feel like when I've seen him on the studio shows and stuff, he's been talking more you
0: know, like a person. How do you know, do you know that he's not like coaching like four different high school teams on the side and like,
1: just He's famous enough job. where I think we'd know that <laughs> maybe, um, I mean, you know, like, like someone that big that like, I mean like what, when, when Jim Calhoun went to go coach that D three team, it was like one of the biggest stories in sports for like a week. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh I just, I feel like if you're, if you're at a certain level of fame, it, you know. So so
0: what, what about Doc Rivers? I mean, I feel like that's like the most um, relevant thing in the hearing now, you know? I mean, like, do do you, like, what do you think of just the way things ended there?
1: Um, I actually, I did make an offhand comment to, I believe one of my roommates, right after the Clippers were eliminated, and I was like, oh, that's probably it for Doc, isn't it? I wasn't, like, really being serious, but it kind of, like... You know, when you have, what, technically a two-year window with Kawhi and Paul George, given how their contracts are structured, like, you expect to at least make the conference finals. Like, if you're there and you lose to the Lakers, like, in six or seven games, like, fine, whatever. Like, acceptable. Um, but the, the, way, the way things work... Ended like, I, I don't know. That's you know, it'll leave a bad taste in in your mouth. And actually, it's kind of interesting. I maybe if they weren't run by Balmer, like, or a kind of a tech CEO guy that kind of has the mentality of like always needing to have the top of the line sort of deal. Not that that's necessarily how he thinks, but like, who knows? Um, but anyways, so I guess like. Doc's been in, Doc had been in LA for a long time, and like, have any had any of his teams really even come close to hitting their ceiling?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but, like there's these are conversations. Like, I mean, yeah, like, you know, I I think that's an incredibly, uh, it's an incredibly like candid assessment of of him. You know, I mean, like, what was Lob City's peak? Like, did they did they even?
1: I don't think they made a conference finals. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, like so uh, that that should tell you enough there,
1: right? Yeah the yeah the Clippers have never been to a Western Conference Finals. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and it's I'm not going to pretend that you know if they had if that team had been in the East, they're probably in the finals four straight years, but like. Well, actually, maybe not but like they're they're in the, they're in the conference finals for you know four I mean, three the, years. so the the
0: but. 2008 celtics and the 2010 celtics i think reached their ceiling um, but that's Ooh, yeah. yeah yeah but i mean
1: 10 years is a long time
0: yeah yeah i i, I don't yeah. i don't know that the thing is though i bet there's there's four or five teams that would probably take doc rivers as their
1: coach right now so yeah i I mean, I know, I know we've we've talked about this privately, and I think I think I think Philly makes the, is, is, is his most likely landing spot, um, just because like who in their right mind wants to wants to coach that Houston Rockets roster right now?
0: Yeah, well, an, an interesting place, <laughs> an interesting place. Wait, so just, okay, wait. Um,
1: okay, so yeah, open jobs, Oklahoma Clippers, City, Oklahoma City, the Rockets, Philly, and the Pelicans.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that the Pelicans job should be the most appealing for anyone, you think, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, the
0: Oklahoma City job could also be pretty appealing. Like, especially the Doc, it's like half of his former team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, oh, isn't Indiana still available, too?
0: You, um, oh yeah, that's true. You know, you know who I wonder would be He's interesting. Not going to be. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see if the Clippers would do this. But like, do you think Ty Lue's the candidate there?
1: Uh, do you think Sam Cassell is the candidate there?
0: Uh, like honestly, it could be any of those. Their lead assistants. It, it could Maybe be either
1: has- of those guys. It could be. It could be Wes Unseld. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! The Clippers are going to hire Jason Kidd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I think I think Kenny Atkinson
1: probably goes to Oklahoma City. Like that just seems to make sense. I was gonna, I was gonna say either there or New Orleans. Like that's kind of his MO, right? Like kind of take the young core and make them competent, and then see what happens. Because I mean, he's never really gotten to fully realize like actually seeing the team be good because KD and Kyrie came in, right? I and, and you know I mean I I I am a big proponent of Kenny Atkinson. I think I think he's he's very good. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's I think he's a candidate for mostly OKC or New Orleans. Yeah, people
0: should be people really should be like doing everything they can to get that New Orleans job. I feel like I feel like that's. I'm with the, you. Maybe not in the West. Um. So, kind of on this note of teams that disappointed this year in Friday. Like, by the way, Budenholzer, oh, God. Oof. I mean, like, maybe they're looking at it like, eh, should we? <laughs> Look at all these. I jokes. don't think they do
1: it. I don't think they do it this year. I think they wait yeah, and
0: see he, what happens. He's on the he's on the hot seat next year. But I think, okay, the, the biggest question of the offseason to me is, like, all right, what, what, like, happens with the Bucks? Like, they have just shit the bed in the playoffs the last two mm-hmm. years, you know, like, I mean, is it Giannis? Is it the team? Is it the other guys? Is it the coach? Like what, what is going on there? Like to me to me that's the biggest question because where Giannis goes like the impending Giannis free agency is a is a monumental event in the mm-hmm. NBA. Um, and that could reshape the Bells the League for many years to come. And so next season has a huge impact on that, in my opinion.
1: I think you should go to Charlotte?
0: Honestly, like, Giannis is one of those guys that just, like, he doesn't need very much. Like, he doesn't care about all that superficial crap. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I Like, Charlotte's the, the funny extreme example, but the scary extreme example is, like, he just goes to Toronto and is like, yeah. I want to play for a good coach in, yeah. like, a city that is cool um, and, like, a system that will work for
1: me, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, with 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 the Bucks specifically, like I think once they learn how to not or how to play defense against three point shooters, I think they'll be a lot better. But you know, you, you notice, but you, but you did notice all the you could see the adjustments that the Heat specifically made against them in you know the the conference semifinals, where it's like they just walled off the paint. That was it. Like you know. I mean, it it didn't help that Giannis got hurt, but like.
0: That's basically what Toronto did the year
1: before. Right, right, right. I'm sorry. I was just using. But yes, yes. No, there's there's a history of teams just being able to wall off the paint in a series. And, you know, he's getting better at passing, but, you know, your dude's got to make shots. And, but they, but, but that's the thing. They, they, they can score, but, you know, we didn't see this with them the last two years where they were just hemorrhaging points on defense. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, and I th- and I know I, I think I mentioned this on our last episode, but like that game against the Nets in the bubble that they lost because the Nets were just getting open corner three after open corner three after open corner three, and it's like, well, once you play a team that can actually shoot those threes with any consistency, like Miami, you're screwed, and that happened. <laughs> so. I I don't know what they got to do. I don't know who their defensive coordinator is, but they got to, they got to figure that end out. And then, you know, they can live with not shooting really well all the time. Yeah. Or they just got to hire a defensive coordinator. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they have one per se. Um, I know a lot of people really like uh, Darwin ham as a potential NBA coach, like head coach. Um. But, yeah, I mean, something, something's something got to happen. Like, you know, the offense plays to Giannis' strengths. Brooke Lopez is going to to shoot threes. Like, they have the shooters. I would get rid of Bledsoe if you can, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Bledsoe just totally disappears all the time. I have
0: a shocking number of friends that are Bucks fans, and as I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Like, like yeah. So, like, four. They, yeah. yeah, probably around that for me too. Um, they are not happy. Yeah.
1: No, they're not. And it I mean there's a, there I can I can I can do my whole spiel on sports fans from the state of Wisconsin a different time, but like yeah, no, I I mean like granted, I wouldn't be either, right? Like you have a two time M V P and you can't get out of the conference semifinals, like that's not a great look. But well, um I,
0: I think the other the other two teams I wanna just talk about were Denver and uh, the Clippers, who we were just talking about. So, mm-hmm. I think first the sad story. So, like, you know, where do the Clippers go from here? You know, I think, uh, popular wisdom would say they, you, you, all right, you get your new coach and you run it back. Um, well, make kind of tinkering out of the edges because there's not like that much wrong with that roster kind of on the surface. But is it
1: that simple? Um, so I think I think what what they really need they need they need quality big men. Like they need a couple really qual Like Harold got outplayed by Jokic just all every single game basically. Um and you know, I think he's good for what he is, but I mean, you need you need someone a little bit bigger that has that can shoot. Right? Like when you're when you t- when your two main players are ball dominant like wings you need to be able to stretch the floor with your five man. And you know, and that's why we that's why we saw like lineups with with Marcus Morris at the five cuz he gives them that, but that's not really sustainable, I don't think. Yeah. So Jokic like that. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't you can't play against Jokic like that. So, I think you try and find some something. I mean, I don't know I don't know what that is. I don't know where they are. Uh, I just did something on Skype. Um, I don't know where their pick is in this draft this year or what that would even get them. But, like, you know, you, I, I, I think, you, you know, because Zubats isn't anything special. He's solid filler. But, um, oh God. yeah, they have one draft pick, and they have one pick at the end of the second round this year. So, like, that's not happening. But... You know, you would have loved to see them take like a. Just looking at who's kind of around, like Zeke Naji, Isaiah Stewart, like someone that could give you quality quality minutes at, the, at one of the big positions. Um, well, you
0: also wonder if they could package some of their like guard shooters for like a big. Yeah, but uh, that gets tricky when it's guys like Reggie Jackson
1: or Lou Williams. Yeah, like no one, no one, no one wants Reggie Jackson. Like. The only attractive piece would probably be Shamit, but you don't want to give him up. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so it's you know it's it's and they've left themselves without a lot of flexibility because the Thunder have all of their picks, right? Um, so I mean, hey, there's there's a price there's a price to win. No, it. there there is, and you know, you still have two of the two of the you know premier wing players in the league. Like, you know, if Paul George can figure out how to get his head out of his ass during the playoffs, that would help. Um but i think I think you know you can make some upgrades over Beverly and Lil Will at the point guard spot um and you can you need to make at least one one improvement uh in the kind of in the post
0: yeah um, yeah so we'll 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 see how that plays out i think the other other interesting team to talk about their future is the Nuggets. because mm-hmm. I know he had said like. We, we had called them out in particular on our last podcast as a team that needed to kind of show us something uh, before we they did. what they're doing, and yeah it, you know they did a hundred percent yeah um, and so you know now the question is how high is the ceiling for this team um because i don't I don't think we've you know what we saw is just the beginning in a way, right
1: yeah, I agree um I think that the um I mean, you know, if, if Murray's gonna stay at this level, like that gives this team a whole new, whole new ceiling. Um, I mean, you know what you're, you, you know, you know what Jokic is and that's fantastic. Um, you know, you still need, I think, well, and I think the interesting thing is Millsap's off the books this year, uh, after this season and he was $35 million. Like that gives them a lot of interesting flexibility to play with. Um, you know, I you know, you want to keep Jeremy Grant around, assuming it's on a reasonable contract, and I think he is for another couple of years. An interesting thing to do would be would to kind of see what you could get from Michael Porter, I think. Um or he could be your third star. Like or he could yeah. be, right. Yeah. Like but I'm yeah. saying, like, he's yeah. he's never I don't know if he's ever gonna really learn how to play defense, and that was the thing that you could you could tell that the nuggets were missing like the nuggets kind of looked out of sync until Gary Harris came back.
0: Well, and I mean, just I mean, and even like Gary Harris, a good guard defender, but like they didn't have an answer for
1: LeBron, right? And that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you could you could really make some things happen with Porter, a pick, and all that cap space. Um, especially if Millsap comes back at a at a reduced on a reduced deal. Can you imagine Giannis and Denver. That would be so much fun. That'd be so good. Um, so yeah, I I think that like I mean I don't you know I don't I don't know you know, I don't, you know. You
0: know the 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 more interesting trade that I'd be curious about would be depending on what Toronto like views their window is like yeah you package Porter and some picks for
1: Siakam. Siakam. And, I don't and, think Toronto would do it, and I don't know how the money would work, but I mean. Just looking looking at like I mean, none of these none of the free agents this year kind of fit that mold. I mean you've got DeRozan, which would make be would be interesting, but like you don't want Hayward, you don't want Gallinari. You don't want I mean Van Vliet doesn't really fit there. Actually, Malik Beasley would be interesting there. But he's restricted. Um and then you've got guys like uh like Bogdanovich and kinda other dudes with oh, Jer- so Jeremy Grant has a player option, so he'll opt in next year. Um, you know, actually, Tim Hardaway is kind of an interesting.
0: Doesn't help their defense though.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, I I don't know, I don't know what you do with that with that thirty five million dollars. Um, but yeah, I think I think they they like you like you said like you need wing you need wing defenders. Uh, if you're going to seriously challenge the best teams in the Western Conference over the next five years, um, and yeah, it's you know they have they have the two stars, and that's a really important place to be at, and they have a couple really solid role players. I think you just have to make a decision on if you're going to really keep Porter and try and develop him, or deal him this off season.
0: Yeah. So our message to Denver get get some wing defenders. Yeah. Do um, they
1: do they have a pick this year? Uh, oh yeah. So they have their own. I mean, actually, they're they're kind of in the spot in the draft. So I think they're they'll have the twenty second pick, I believe. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting guys. Maybe not. Maybe these guys that aren't necessarily like ready to play in the NBA next season a lot and be the wing defender. But like you've got some interesting, I mean like Josh green, Jade McDaniels, Sadiq Bay, like, you know, guys that can play and project as positive defenders. Um, we'll I see hear, if they can uh, kind of I match
0: mean, up. A late first round pick isn't helping you win next no. year. No, no, but, no, no, no. Um, no, I, I think, I think, um, I would bet more on Grant making a leap for Porter making a leap um, than than that, or even in yes. the like the prospect of gutting your team for a third legitimate star. I mean, just, there's still a lot of potential out of Jeremy Grant, um, you know, to turn into that third, like, superstar. And so, you know, I, I don't know. They, they've got a lot of positive momentum going after kind of a disappointing finish last year. There's, mm-hmm. They're going to continue to be a good regular season team, which will – Give them the kind of seating benefit, yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, so a lot to be excited about if you're a Nuggets fan uh, for sure, especially after the heart they they showed. Um, before we leave you guys here, um, as always, we are going to fire someone or hire someone. Brett, do you want to go
1: first? Sure, uh, I can do that. Um, so this is this is kind of a hard decision. I had I had two. Two things I wanted to fire people for. Um, and I think they're... Meh. Okay. Uh, I want to fire Steve Javis, Um, who, for those of you who don't have the same ire that I do, is the guy that on the ESPN NBA broadcasts is the ex-ref they'll bring in to carry the water for the refs whenever they blow a call. Um he is famous for being called out to his face by Doris Burke when he was just horribly, horribly wrong and just refusing to admit it. Um, he just will never admit that a ref got a a call wrong, which, I, yeah, it's just like, I, I don't know. Like I'm sure they're paying you to like explain the game to the fans and explain why calls are made the way they are. And I just, it's... Oh, it's so bad. He's just, it's just the, the refusal to admit that one of his refs, and I get that, like, the refs are all kind of out there for each other. You kind of have to be. But, like, just say when someone did something wrong. I don't think anyone will get mad about it.
0: Yeah, you're not the first person I've heard make that comment. So yeah. um, I hear you. I believe you. I've seen it firsthand. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stand in your way of firing him
1: yep that's it. Um, what do you got
0: well on a on a positive note, I'm not gonna fire anyone today. I'm actually gonna hire someone today. Well I'm going to hire my new doorman at my building <laughs> <laughs> um, My new doorman and I um, actually because i was I was wearing a pair of Jordan brand Michigan basketball shorts one day when I was going to pick up a package. Um, him and I just started talking and kind of found out that he uh actually played college basketball at Western Kentucky. Uh, oh, cool. From the uh, from the kind of the inner city here. Um, uh, uh-huh. so you know, like kind of, you know, uh, got on good terms with this guy. It's always, always a good idea to get on good terms with your doorman for people Absolutely. who have never lived in a building with a doorman before. Um, uh, but uh, the other night, so he really won me over when the other night, when I got home um, had a few drinks in, and all of a sudden we started talking like as i'm as I'm kind of stumbling in there, and you know we started talking about basketball, and he just he starts telling me all this stuff about like these inner city guys that he knew, like a bunch of names of guys I'd never heard of but um <laughs> You know, he had the scoop on, yeah, you know, everyone from Derrick Rose to Pat Bev to, That's awesome. to Anthony Davis um, uh, yeah, to Trick-or-Treat Tony. Um, he knew the scoop on everyone. And, you know, Brett, I think the only solution is to have this guy on the podcast because this guy has just a wealth of, of knowledge about basketball. I, it was like the great, I honestly, like I looked up, I, I, talk, I literally had spent an hour talking to him on Friday night about basketball. Amazing. Um,
1: epic. I'm down to have this guy on the pod. Yeah, maybe he'll be there
0: uh, next time we record one in person. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely hiring the former Western Kentucky basketball player who works in my building now. So I mean, good thing he was already hired.
1: Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about him.
0: Uh, yeah. I have nothing better to say than that. Uh, so as, as a result of that, I think it's best that we end here while we're still on top. Thank you all for tuning in to this wonderful episode. We hope you enjoy the NBA finals and hope you are getting excited for what's to come after the finals, uh, specifically the NBA drafts, as I know we will be excited. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on any of our various social media platforms <laughs> and uh, send an email to <laughs> Brett.
1: <laughs> yeah, you almost had it. Almost had it. Uh, send us an email
0: (laughs) but Brett you can send us home here
1: send us an email our email is two years pod at gmail.com we are at two underscore years underscore away on twitter.com give us uh, like subscribe whatever give us a five star rating on iTunes Uh, do whatever you can to listen to us on Spotify I, I still don't know if you can subscribe to a podcast on Spotify I'm guessing you can I think we might be on the Amazon Podcast Network at some point. Um, I don't know. Turn on a radio. You might hear Steve. Who knows? Um, and <laughs> I'll stop now. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening, guys. We'll All right, um, see, you see you next time.